0: Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, brought to you by Johnny t-shirt.com the go-to provider for all your tar
1: heel gear.
2: I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, You're listening to the Inside Carolina post-game podcast sponsored by Johnny t-shirt.com North Carolina 75 nc state 65 in pnc arena uh it's been quite fun off the air Uh, let's try to do this one on the air in somewhat coherent fashion um we, we can talk about a lot in this game but i'm gonna start with brandon robinson i mean i know um he lost his idol when kobe bryant passed away on sunday but man the kid played one whale of a game 11 points uh, Six rebounds, nothing huge about that, but anybody that watched the game and then saw his clutch free throws at the end, uh, can't say enough about the senior.
0: Yeah, that's where I was going to start was the free throws at the end because um, even in that last minute, you know, the Clemson game wasn't that long ago and North Carolina had missed, you know, essentially, I guess it was six free throws because they missed front end. I think it was three or four times. So it missed a ton of free throws. And, you know, State is a team that has a couple guys who can make shots. So the game was still in balance. And then, you know, he just kind of took over and salted away with those made free throws. And I, I think what you see from him is just a guy who knows his time is almost up when it comes to playing at North Carolina. And he doesn't want to take any anything for granted. I mean, he's already missed games at the beginning of the season because of injury. And then, um, you know, he missed a game last week because of injury. Just Just random kind of stuff happening. And I think he realizes that it's almost over and he just wants to make sure that he takes advantage of every second he has on the court. I hope he's okay because he seemed to be in a tremendous amount of pain. But that's what this team needs, frankly. We we talked about um, the last couple of months, like what what can North Carolina do? What's their identity? And I think you're starting to see even the Virginia Tech game, even though it was a loss, you're starting to see them kind of have an identity, which is feed the posts, play good defense, try to be tough, win 50-50 balls, and make a timely shot here or there. And if they can do that, then, you know, there's – I still don't know that this is an NCAA tournament team, but there is a lot more hope than there was, say, 10 or 11 days ago. Indeed. I mean, you know, you talked about it, but
2: Brandon Robinson in this game – now, and I mentioned his stat line, the free throws were huge. But I almost felt like he could have just stood on the court in the corner and – Carolina would have played better because I not looking at the play-by-play, but they were up, he goes out, State closes it down. He comes back, they go back up, he goes out, State closes it down. And then he's on the court, of course, to make the free throws. I mean, Carolina's been searching for that leadership all year, and that's been an issue early. It's not an issue now. And then you factor in Garrison Brooks's play in this game specifically. I mean, Garrison Brooks looked – we talked a lot about Bryce
0: Johnson, and Kennedy Meeks.
2: Garrison Brooks appears to be doing that transformation in front of our eyes this year, his junior season.
0: Yeah, I talked to um, Sean Moran, who um, we do the Coast to Coast podcast on Sundays that's posted on Mondays, and I asked him last week, and I, I guess I need to ask Adrian too, I said, is what we're seeing from Garrison like real improvement, or does he have a higher usage rate because there's just nobody else to score? And from what they're saying based on the numbers and then what our eyes are telling us, it's real improvement. And uh, again, about 10 or 11 days ago, the thought was well, what does North Carolina really have to look forward to, not only for this season, but to kind of build upon for next season? And now you're starting to see Brooks take kind of turn the corner from solid starter to, you know, all ACC type player. And that is an absolutely huge development, especially when next year he won't be tasked with playing the minutes he is this year. He played 37 minutes tonight. Um, you never want that from your, your you know, your starting center or starting power forward. Um, so it's been a sight to see. I mean, 11 of 20 from the field, 11 rebounds, 25 points. And he's not far from averaging a double-double, which is something that just doesn't happen that much in Carolina history. So um, putting together a really, really good junior season, giving Carolina fans something to uh, look forward to moving forward and also, you know, making them competitive. It would have been very easy for everyone on this team to say, you know what? We're kind of cursed this year. Cole Anthony is hurt. Jeremiah Francis is hurt. Anthony Harris is hurt. Sterling Manley is hurt. Brandon Robinson got hurt. Andrew Playtech missed games. Leaky Black missed games and say, you know what? The season's over. Let's just, you know, we'll put forth effort. We're going to shut it down and move on. But to their credit, um, they have continued to battle. They've continued to play hard. And now they're, you know, they've got some momentum. You see a little bit of confidence. They've got some time off. So they go to, you know, they play BC Saturday. That's a winnable game. And then, you know, that could be a three-game winning streak. And then who knows what happens from there. So this, to me, this was more of an indicator about what the rest of the season could be than the Miami game. The Miami game was just one of those kind of everything went right and they felt really good. This game was one that they went out and won. It It, it played out honestly like most state Carolina games, which is state jumps out to a, you know, decent lead. I think they were up seven, nothing Carolina kind of weathers the storm, takes the lead. I'd say, you know, in the last five or six minutes of the first half and then never gets it back. And state always gets within three or five or something like that. But Carolina always found an answer. It played out pretty much like all the state Carolina games of the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah,
2: 36 of them over the last, what, four? what's that, 36 and four for Roy Williams against NC State. If you heard the ding, that means we've been joined by another person on this podcast. I'm going to talk about Johnny T-Shirt right fast before I bring in our second guest. Johnny T-Shirt, of course, great sponsors of this podcast, great sponsors of Inside Carolina. And if you're a premium subscriber, which I've been telling you, if you listen to this show and you're not, you need to get with the program sherelle on the basketball side don callahan on the football side recruiting news all the stuff you cannot get anywhere else and if you're getting it somewhere else they probably got it from inside carolina anyway inside subscribers 10 percent off your everyday order at johnny t-shirt and johnny t-shirt.com dewey burke my man has uh have you felt better in the last few minutes since carolina closed out that ball game i know you've had a rough go of it the last couple
3: I do feel a lot better. What you're referring to is both my little girls have the flu, which is no bueno. But uh, it was great to uh, – I started the game a little bit late and just caught up. But, uh, man, so proud of our guys to go in there and fight and get a win uh, when we desperately needed uh, you know a win against a, a full-strength team or closer to a full-strength team. Obviously, the Miami game was it was at home. It was comfortable. They were missing guys. But we went in there. Hostile crowd, hostile environment, made enough shots. Garrison was a monster, and everybody contributed. That's what I'm really proud of is everybody gave us positive minutes at some point, all the way down to KJ. Uh, What a great win for us, and we continue to dominate over there. I'm speaking, and I have a huge smile on my face because, Tommy, we talked about it. If ever there was a game that the Wolfpack thought they could finally get us when we were as far down as we've been, this was the night and they still couldn't do it.
2: Yeah, I talked to a few diehard State fans down here at home and I said, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but if if your team does not win this one, they might never beat Roy Williams at North Carolina. I mean, Shirelle and I kind of were joking about it a little bit. Carolina has been just rough, Dewey and NC State has looked quite good at times. Mm -hmm. I I did watch State against Georgia Tech over the weekend, and, you know, when you've got your best or your uh, leading scorer putting up a donut against Yellow Jackets and then follows it up with a donut against uh, Carolina, that's pretty much the most NC State thing ever. But, Dewey, to your point, and we talked about B-Rob, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. When you've got that kind of leadership, no matter how bad you struggle – uh, you can make a way to win or find a way to win games like this. And many props to Brandon Robinson for this one.
3: Yeah, he obviously extremely banged up, not clear exactly what happened. But, uh, you know, when somebody is trying to check into the game and struggling to even stand up, you know they're really hurting. But he gutted it out, made big free throws down the stretch, made a, big, uh, a couple of big jumpers in the second half when we made our run. And, uh, like I said, him and everybody, really proud. Everybody contributed. I mean, Garrison obviously was great, 25 and 10. Mondo didn't shoot the ball well, but still 11 and 11. Leakey had his probably best offensive output with 11 points and six boards. Playtech was fantastic, four big buckets. Keeling made two big buckets there in the second half. Justin made a big three. KJ made a great bucket on the back door. Had a great assist to close out the first half to Mondo. And he had four rebounds uh, as an undersized one coming off the bench. So everybody contributed. Everybody found a way to give positive minutes when they were in there. And save for missing some free throws late, we probably could have won this game by about 15.
2: Yeah, they certainly made it
3: interesting. Carolina uh, missed five free
2: throws in a row there, still wins by 10 in Raleigh. Sherelle, one thing I said after the Miami game, make no mistake, Miami is not good, especially without likes and the other guy that was out. But for a player, for a lot of players on North Carolina's team, to see the ball go in the basket, that means the world. And I think you saw that tonight, especially with Leakey and Playtech. I mean, those guys have struggled mightily when it finally works for them in a game that they win easily and then to carry it over to Raleigh. I mean, you followed Leakey closely. He needed a game um, where the ball went in the basket and he got it tonight.
0: Now, it seems like those guys aren't thinking now, and Dewey has talked about this on podcasts in the past about how you know, and, and we've talked to different players about this in the past about how there's a moment where s- stuff just slows down. Not not trying to make it really dramatic, but there's just kind of a game or, or or a moment or a half where they say, "Oh, okay, this is what Coach Williams is talking about. Oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing." And it, to me, it looks like that's starting to happen a little bit for Christian Keeling. Uh, it's definitely happened in moments for Andrew Playtech. I think it's starting to happen a little bit for Leaky Black. Um, I think Armando Baycott looks like a top 10 pick one moment and not the next moment. So he needs to be a little more consistent. But um, I, I think that's what it is. Like, you know, we talked about it. Confidence is just a powerful thing. And there's really no rhyme or reason to it. It's just once you get it, you can bottle it and kind of get stuff to start snowballing and um you know justin pierce the three he did, that he hit no hesitation didn't think about it shot it went in good um there were a couple of plays with playtech where he didn't hesitate the keeling plays that looked like something that he repped uh with a, a skills trainer or that he repped with coach davis or someone because no hesitation got to his spot took a shot done and i think that's what's been missing is it's been too much thinking and um too much trying to um you know, distill a whole bunch of information in a short period of time. And now that they're just playing basketball and reacting and they know the system better, I think you're starting to see some of that improved play from those guys.
2: Dewey, last point on that. I mean, Keeling especially, that's his game that little short mid-range game, I don't understand why more guys don't utilize that. I think the last one that used it a ton for Carolina was probably Forte, and I know there's been some in between. But, I mean, that shot's available. That 10 to 12, even 15-foot jumper is available. Keeling just looked – I mean, that's the guy Carolina thought they were getting. Granted, it's just one game and it's just two buckets, but they were big for Carolina in that stretch.
3: Huge, and in rhythm. I mean, that's the whole thing. When you're a shooter, scorer – Getting shots off in rhythm, they're always going to have a much higher much higher percentage to go in. And uh, that's what felt good about both those buckets. He got to his spot. He turned. He squared up. He was on balance. And he ripped them. It was great to see. Would have loved to see him make those free throws in the same manner. But uh, I thought, by and large, our shot quality was really good tonight. Um, Even though we only shot two for nine from three, uh, overall shooting close to 50% obviously is a big improvement for us based on what we've done all year. And the threes that we missed were some good looks. You know, Justin had another one there in the second half that he could have made. B-Rob, I think his first shot of the game was a wide, wide open three. Leakey missed at least one, if not two, wide open threes. Uh, And then we had some rushed ones. And then Garrison took at least one, maybe two. Um, So our shot quality overall was better in this game. We only turned the ball over 12 times, which is is better across the season than we've been. We won the backboard. Until the end, we shot the ball great from the free throw line. So we played more like a typical Carolina team. Maybe not as explosive, but our shot quality was there. And and we outplayed them uh, from a, an effort and hustle perspective, too. I know they went cold, but we got a lot of defensive rebounds when they were missing those shots. And, man, it feels good to go in there and get a win.
2: Indeed it does. Sherelle, I'll give you the floor before we, um, before I let Dewey have it to end the show, but I'm going to give you the floor for your portion um, give me a shout out somebody that we don't talk about enough and, and that really played positive minutes tonight.
0: Um, you know, like Dewey, Dewey said, this was a, a team win, but I really think KJ Smith deserves some, some mention um, because he scored on a, on a beautiful uh, cut to the basket uh, pass. I think it was from Baycott. Um, so that's two points. He played 11 minutes. He had four rebounds and he had no turnover and, you know, considering entering the season, you can make the argument that he was the fourth point guard, and now he's playing 11 minutes on the road at NC State. Um, that speaks to him stepping up and playing within himself. We always talk about, and not as much this season, but how if you come in the game off the bench, your your job is to not be a net negative. It's to just kind of hold the line, uh, keep things the same, You know, just don't lose the lead, don't uh, allow the other team to go on a 13-0 run or something like that. And he did a pretty good job of that um, in his minutes. So I, I thought uh, he was important, but really like, again, like Dewey said, this was a team win. Everyone played their part. Everyone did something significant to help North Carolina win. Indeed. Carolina wins
2: 75-65 over NC State in PNC arena. I, I started to wonder, did PNC have pass outs like Carter Finley does midway to second half there? And folks just maybe hadn't come back after halftime. Uh, Dewey, I'm going to let you um, close the show. I know that, uh, with Kobe Bryant going down, it's not directly Carolina related, but he certainly um, touched <clears throat> just about everybody in basketball. And I know you wanted to talk about it for a minute.
3: Yeah. You know, it's, um, I'm actually, I'm somewhat shocked at how much this has impacted me personally, but also my friends and my teammates. I am um, I was surprised at how sad I was. Um, I didn't know him. I met him one time, but when I started thinking about it, Uh, Everyone knows he went to Lower Marion High School in Philly. Well, Lower Marion was my high school's rival. We're in the same conference and we played them twice a year, every year. And the first time I saw Kobe play was when I was 12 years old on my high school gym floor. My dad took me up to watch him play and said, this might be the best player since Jordan. And he's playing in our gym. We're going to go see him. And I loved him from then. And that was you know, 25 years ago. Uh, and I was saying to my wife, I probably watched that guy play a thousand games, uh, over the course of his career. And it's interesting because, you know, posthumously the, what, what has been coming out is a lot of stuff. I think we didn't know about how intimate he was with other players and opponents. Uh, I think he was known as Let's be honest, kind of a a jerk, a a teammate and tough to play with at times. Jordan was too at times. But what's come out after that has been fascinating. And and a really cool story that Tyler shared with us on our teammate text was this. He said his first year in Indy, he had heard that Kobe always got to the gym well before everyone else. And so he went to the arena way earlier than and t- then he typically did and went out on the court to get some work in and sure enough kobe came out and he said it was just the two of them in an empty gym one at each end getting work in uh and when kobe finished he jogged down to tyler and dapped him up didn't say anything it was just like a silent tribute to two guys that were getting their work in earlier than anyone else and Tyler talked about how much that meant to him. And he said from then on, Kobe was his favorite player ever. So it wasn't until he was already in the NBA that Tyler or that Kobe became his favorite player. And then he said every single time Kobe's team visited, whether he was with uh, Indiana or Toronto, he would always do the same thing. He would get there extra early. Kobe would come out and they would have the same exchange. And, and so that was his memory of Kobe, which was incredibly cool to hear. And I had never heard that before um and there have been a lot of anecdotes that have come out like that i know for a fact he was wayne ellington's favorite player growing up i know he's b rob's favorite player i know he was harrison's favorite player uh so even with not a direct link to carolina he still touched a lot of us uh which is really cool so i thought i'd like to share that um and and again really it really hit home and hurt to see an icon someone of my generation go so early um yeah, just crazy, and it, it touched every Tar Heel in some way.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I my sons have asked about it, and, and you know, want to know, you know, why things like that have to happen. Man, I, I don't know. I I just know that um, life's too short, and everybody has said that, and it can be over, literally, in the snap of the fingers, as we see, and you know, it it sucks to see people disappear and go away and pass on. Um, But yeah, the legacy he leaves is crazy. I mean, it is absolutely crazy how many people he touched and, and over a game, you know, there's really no words to even discuss, but it's so much more than a game. And it's so much bigger than that. And I appreciate you taking time to talk about that. When you told me you, that Lower Marion was y'all's rival. I was like, well, you got to tell that story. So I I appreciate you sharing it. And as always, I appreciate you joining me. And I appreciate Sherelle joining us. Um, Had to get Sherelle to uh, stop smiling a little bit after that one in Raleigh. With Carolina winning 75-65. But it's always good to talk Carolina basketball after wins. Thanks, Dewey.
3: Thanks, Tom.
0: Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by shirt.com where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better